0: Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity on purpose discussions and magical moments hi everybody this is talk purpose and truth podcast with eden and kim welcome back we had a little bit of a break over the holidays and uh we're we're excited to start the new year off with a great guest happy new year to all to everyone happy new year kim
1: yeah happy new year welcome back everyone so excited that it's 2023 and a refresh a restart all that
0: yes like every new year but this year hopefully is going to be truly a new start for a lot of people (laughs) um we have a good guest today her name is katie beecher she's a medical and spiritual intuitive uh she does intuitive readings for people and also for animals and we want to welcome you katie Thank you well, so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you for being here. We well, have
1: to clarify something, too, because um, Eden is a medium and connects with past loved ones and spirit guides and does inner child work. And I am an intuitive and do intuitive readings. But neither of us do anything related to medical. So this is different than anything we've ever had. So we're extra excited to have you on, Katie
2: oh thank you yeah i do um what i do really encompasses everything it's totally mind body and spirit and um you know i look at every single thing that's that's impacting people and ever has because it's down to, you know root cause healing and um but it's not just people who are sick it's also just people who want help with relationships and career stuff and um you know like basically everything um so it's it's a really fun way to work because I get to look at every part of people's lives and you know kind of um, meet them where they're at.
0: Yeah, and I feel like um I just because I don't know if I'm by bi- being biased but it is even more to me helpful than than doing it like just vis- uh, in therapy, you know, going to, to to an actual like psychiatrist or psychologist. I think cuz we could get to go deeper. Yes. Yeah, you find
2: that too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been a licensed counselor for, you know, over 30 years and I always worked really intuitively. I always just kind of listened and let my guides tell me what to say. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and because I do, um, there's reports and paintings before I ever meet somebody just with the name and age, like I already tell them so much stuff. And so they don't have to go through their whole life story because it's basically already there. Um, but we can already get into some pretty, intense issues um you know we don't have to kind of start from the beginning yes
1: what led you to doing this like how did it all start and how did it turn into doing readings and paintings and everything that you do Um,
2: yeah like like a lot of people I started my life you know pretty screwed screwed up um I had an eating disorder that was pretty much on the verge of killing me And I was throwing up three times a day and just a total mess. Um, And at 16, I decided either I was going to take my life or I was going to get help. And, you know, I had a suicide plan and it was pretty serious. But I have to call it divine intervention. I'm not really sure um, exactly what it was, but I just came home from school one day and decided that I was going to call our pediatrician. And I didn't tell my parents tell anybody. I never told anybody about any of this stuff. And I called him and told him what I was doing. And at first he sort of was like, yeah, you know, it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, no, it's a really big deal. So he referred me to a Jungian therapist. Um, And for people who don't know about Carl Jung, he was really a visionary and everything that people are doing now, including like Louise Hay and Tara Brock and all that, it's all based on Carl Jung who, um, was very into looking at you know connecting with intuition and listening to your spiritual and psychic abilities and um getting to the spiritual root causes you know like the re- the symbolic reason for um symptoms for example all the things that people think are all new they're none of those are new um so i worked really hard in therapy and she helped me to connect to intuition and my body and um, a lot of the techniques that Um, I still use and teach people and are in my book, you know, we, we did. And that just set me on the road to not only my own recovery, but deciding that I was going to use everything that I had been through to go forward and help others and show them that they could recover from things and find their authentic selves. And, um, you know, basically that was kind of the beginning of it all.
0: Love it. (laughs) Yeah. The Jungian, um, I, uh, his theories and all of that. It's just, does he talk about inner child as well? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the archetypes basically, I mean, I guess the inner child could be called, you know, an archetype in an aspect of, of the personality that's universally recognized. So yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. How does it work with the painting that you do?
2: Oh yeah. So I get someone's name and age. Um, that's it and I create the report first it's very long and extensive and then the second piece is to create intuitive soul paintings and um I'm trying to think I have about 8,000 of these things in front of me so just a couple of examples they're all very different this is that's one um this is another oops there we go um but they're literally all different and most of the time they're figurative or they're an insect or an animal and they give me additional information as on the report but also new information and what i love about it is that if i am listening to my guides and writing down their words as a human i can interpret that and make assumptions and i try really really hard not to i'm really good at just writing things down but with the colors and the symbols and the shapes, I can't, you know, read more into that. And I really don't know what it all means until, um, you know, I've been talking to them for a while. And then I let my guides interpret the painting. So it really, um, it's very, it's kind of like art therapy in that you're getting information from a deeper source um, and it's not filtered through words. So I'm able to get some really incredibly um, important information, and so all the colors mean things. The placement on the body means things. How your um, how your hands are, like if they're up or down, or you know, different energy and different chakras. I often pick up you know sexual abuse and trauma, for example, um, you know, in the the second chakra area with different colors of red or or things like that, and. So it's just kind of, it allows my clients also to talk about that and not necessarily have to come out with the words themselves because it's symbolically showing up on their paintings. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's unique. Yeah, I've only heard of, we, we had a guest on a while back that we've met with um, that's in Mount Shasta. Haruko and she does intuitive soul paintings as well. And, and they do, they, they don't look exactly like yours. Yours are very unique, but they have something that kind of is
0: similar. Like, that's interesting. Didn't you see that Eden? Well, I saw the divine feminine in that first one. I don't know if that's what you were getting.
2: (laughs) Um, There's, there's literally so many. um, I go through like from the top down. Yeah. Oh, okay. And interpret every little teeny piece of it. Um, Oh, that's even more detailed. Okay. Yeah. Well, it has an overall feel as well, but it's very, you know, from the top, like every color in a certain shape means something. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really, you know, we, we literally go through and are like, okay, this color here means, and this is where I started and, and this is this and yeah, so we can get really detailed. That's awesome. That's so detailed. Yeah. It's really Um, fun.
1: We noticed, um, we were very impressed that you were called eerily Accurate by Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, and you were in Courtney Kardashian's Posh and Cora Organics. Can you describe what you did for them? Like, what made them say that to you?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, for Goop, I did a reading for um, the, the person who works right, she worked right under Gwyneth, so she was like, you know, the head of the everything except what Gweneth did um and so I basically did a report I mean did a reading for her just name and age and um did the whole nine yards and um yeah they wrote a couple there's like four articles about me um so that was really really cool um you know I do a lot of that kind of thing for celebrities or whatever but there's always a little more pressure um uh, and- I get it yeah you know, I know um <laughs> uh, and the same with um, Miranda Kerr, you know, I did a, a reading for her and um, did some stuff for, you know, for Poosh and, and all that. So basically just people want to know what I do. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So you can get feel for the experience.
0: Yeah. Well, I always feel like we're, we will attract whoever we're meant to work with, I guess. And it doesn't have to be forced. They'll just come to you, <laughs> that's how I, I love that. Um, when you tune in with people, when you do readings for people um, and you pick up on illnesses, do how does that work? So is it that you detect the illness before they mention it to you um, or before they even have symptoms or is it after like they tell you what's going on and then you'll help them? No,
2: so um, all I know when I start the reading is the, the name and age, I know nothing. Yeah, Absolutely. okay um i don't see a picture i don't you know i and the less i know the better because i can interfere with my guides if i start making assumptions about people so i don't want to know anything and if i do if it's somebody that i kind of know but then i have to go deeper because i don't want to hear what i already know about them that's boring um but and it really varies because some people who come to me do have physical issues some have emotional um some just want To be closer to their intuition and learn how to explore that more. You know, some, as I said, want more career stuff. But the cool thing about the reports is that it literally touches on every single aspect of people's lives. So um, I will pick up symptoms, um, hopefully, you know, all kinds of different root causes physical, emotional, and spiritual um, point out, you know, trauma. Um, childhood experiences. I pick up things for their relatives in spirit often. Um, I pick up things for people that they're close to. I teach them how to connect to intuition. Like, it's really a very, um, you know, in-depth process. But as far as the medical stuff, um, I'm very responsible about that. And it's illegal and unethical for me to diagnose. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people who do what I do do not respect that. And that is problematic. So I will point out symptoms and I can say something like, you know, symptoms such as Lyme or stuff like that. And then I can say, I, I feel like this is what it is, but let me refer you to, you know, uh, medical people that I trust so that you can get further tested and get medical treatment and, and we can work on a lot of aspects of it. Um, but I can't, you know, effectively diagnose because that's just not okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then when you, um, uh, do pick up on something other than Lyme, because Lyme is caused by a bite, a tick bite, but if it was something that was connected to some, something they've repressed emotionally, that's where you can help them. Right.
2: I can help with like so many different aspects of it. Cause we talk about nutrition. We talk about physical, okay. category, it's everything. It's okay. very comprehensive. But even Lyme, for example, you know, people contract it um, during times of stress or during times when maybe they're not taking care of themselves. Or there's there's triggers for things because I think a lot of us have the Lyme bugs and things already in us, whether they were pressed oh. by our families or you know you walk around and you don't you don't necessarily have a reaction to a tick or a spider bite or mosquito bite. And maybe it's because of, you know, like a really stressful time where you get fired or you lose your house or something that that stress then triggers that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to look at everything going on in a person's life. And I also find that people often, they don't feel comfortable using their voice. They don't know what they're actually feeling. And so they've been taught to repress it like I was for a million years. So um, sometimes they need to feel like they need an excuse to say no mm-hmm. for for self-care or something. And so they think, well, I'm sick. So people will understand that, you know, um, and I have to teach them like, no, you're allowed to say no and you're allowed to take care of yourself, whether you're healthy, sick or whatever. So yeah. but it's getting down to that, you know, what is the lesson? here behind these symptoms yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
2: yeah
0: that's well
1: question um a friend came to mind that she she got told and she feels that she has adhd and i noticed that you had a post about that and she feels like you know she has a coach that's helping her to try to manage and you know get her life more organized and together and not be so distracted by things um But you talk about healing ADHD by talking to it and u- using mindfulness. Can you tell us more about like the signs of an adult does have that and what what is it? What causes it?
2: Um, the causes are many. It, it's part of many different um, disorders. It's, for, it's part of many different, um, you know, medical and spiritual issues. I mean, Lyme, for example, can cause ADHD symptoms. Um, depression and anxiety can cause it um nutritional deficiencies can cause it gut issues um there's so many things um that it's kind of a. am not in love with any labels because it's very hard to you know there's like this this stigma or this assumption when you have a label that yeah. it's this way and right. you know like live or any of these things adhd they're so different for everyone um, and the symptoms can be really different for everyone. And that's why it's important to look at the physical, emotional, and spiritual, you yeah. know um, underlying this. Um, but I do kind of want to, when you talked about like the mindfulness and the talking to things, um, one of the things that I learned during my recovery that I teach others and again is is in my book is to look at illness and symptoms, differently. And to look at them, instead of feeling like you have to fight them, like they're out to get you, they're your enemy, um, and dissociating from your body to be in your body and to actually befriend them. So what I'm talking about is with the eating disorder, for example, I talked to it, I wrote to it, and I let it write back to me. Mm -hmm. um, And I treated it like a friend. So I said, you know, why are you here? What do you need me to know? How can I be more authentic? You know, how can I help you heal? And I can honestly say it was absolutely one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because I'm doing work now, because I learned to be authentic, because I, you know, learned to love myself. I mean, just so many things stemmed from that, that it literally, to, to look at it like it was my enemy, um, which of course it felt like that it felt horrible and it was it was horribly difficult but you know recovering from it made me who I am now and I'm a pretty happy person with a pretty neat career
1: yeah I love I love being look at things like that because yeah and it's practice because when you're in it you feel trapped or frustrated or you know like get this off of me or whatever yeah. but practice of just you know settling into it and going i'm in my body this is here for a reason what can i do about it
0: you know yeah, So i think uh when i would go through things i would be first thing i would do is go to fear and just want to get rid of it make it go away and then when i learned how to surrender and just listen to it and learn from it uh it didn't it wasn't even as bad correct right yeah
2: i feel like it's happening to us. Yeah. So you feel that's, what's so scary. We don't feel like we have any control. We don't feel empowered. Yeah. Uh, and so to take, to take ownership of it and to be like, okay, um, I'm going to kind of maybe even embrace this thing and think about how it's changed me. You know, what good has come out of this? What am I able to do now that I wasn't able to do before? And um, yeah, You know, not, I'm not saying that we, we cause it because there's people who can get really um, angry about that and, and upset about it. And that's not at all what I'm trying to say, but I think to, to learn from it and also to, to not feel like you are that illness or that disorder or that addiction to know that you're a separate entity and that that is not your identity right it doesn't
0: define you
2: yeah and they they go the other way and they become like their whole facebook post or their whole instagram post or their whole thing (laughs) is about how sick i am yeah and and i i i'm not putting anybody down for that because it's a fear response you know i get it but it's also that for me when i had lyme and all the other stuff that for me would not have worked
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yes. So you, you said you had Lyme. I did. So it's, it's not in your body anymore. Cause I thought it was like it, once you have it, you have it.
2: Yeah. And that's what traditional medicine would like you to right. think. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I do not have it anymore. I haven't had, and I had Lyme, all of the co-infections I had mold. I had all that other stuff. Um, it is not detectable with any means anymore. Mm. um that was i don't even know nine years ago or something so um and it's it's also kind of like i have a lot of people that i work with who have cancer Mm -hmm. or who have recovered and traditional medicine says well you're in remission meaning you always have to watch for the thing to come back you always have to live in fear you always have to like you're safe you know yeah and you can be really responsible and do all your checkups and your tests and everything, but you don't have to live in fear. Like you can say, "I am healed," and still do responsible stuff. But I, but it really like I think it sets people up for getting sick again or things like that when you're just living in constant anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you have a book called uh, Heal from Within. And I do.
2: Everything mm-hmm. you're saying, I think, is in the book. Is that correct? <laughs> It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, a lot of different things. It, most of it, it takes people through, like if they were getting a reading from me, Mm they kind of go through the home version of that and you learn to connect to your intuition and figure out what your specific issues are. And then you go in detail through all the chakras and address all of the different root causes and the things going on. Um, And yeah, there's a lot of tools and charts and and all that kind of stuff. And it really gets in depth. And then you can address your issues individually at your own pace. You can kind of choose what you want to address first as well as get a really good overall picture.
0: We need the book.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Everyone needs the book. (laughs) I think we're talking about, I think if people can realize that also going through something like an illness or you know, Lyme or anything like arthritis, whatever, it does make you more compassionate and non-judgmental than other people. Whereas maybe before you were like, Oh, they're sick and weird, or you know, they're weak, or you know, just silly beliefs. When someone experiences, I've seen them shift and go, Oh my gosh, like I have so much empathy and compassion for all these people now, you know, and I've had that too, like where throughout the last, you know, 20 years of my life or so, I feel like the compassion and empathy has grown so high to where I, I really don't judge anyone. Like I, I'm able to really look deeply into someone's
2: soul and see what they're going through. And also for yourself, we, I think we're all way too hard on ourselves and to, you know, to go through stuff. And, um, I think it helps, hopefully it helps you be more compassionate towards your own self and, Mm -hmm. And understand your strengths then you know I work with a lot of people who've been through trauma and I'm always like give yourself credit for how strong you are and everything you've been through and you know like people don't do that they're either focused on the past or the future but there's not a lot of like yeah you know what it was hard and and I'm not gonna have an you know life with no problems or anything but I really kicked ass and you know <laughs> everything after this might, might be easier than that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
2: Well, shifting
1: topics in your book, you also talk about visiting family can sometimes trigger old trauma Mm. and bring symptoms. And I definitely hear that a lot with clients like, you know, oh, I'm setting boundaries with friends, but how do I do that with my family? And then they end up spending time with family and they're like shot for a month filled with weird emotions and feeling sick. And so can you talk about this a bit?
2: I sure can. <laughs> um, yeah, I've definitely experienced that with my own family. Um, I've had to put up very strong boundaries and do no contact and you know, and all sorts of things. It's part of the healing from the eating disorder. That was the start of me really saying, I don't have to be the way that they want me to be. I don't have to own, you know, um, buy into the crap. Um, you know, I don't have to act like them. And so it, it helped me to realize that I was really different and that, and it, you know, it took me a while to actually do the finally, you know, the no contact and really stand up for myself and it's process and, you know, all that. So you, you know, go at your own pace, but, um, and it's really hard because when you finally start to stand up for yourself, you get ridiculed, you get called crazy, You people don't want anything to do with you. And you know, just because you are related to someone doesn't mean that they get to treat you like crap. Yeah. Um, in fact, you should expect more from them. And so I work with people a lot on, maybe you don't want to go full contact tomorrow, but what are some steps that you can take um, concrete steps to get you used to using your own voice. And it could be things like, you know, waiting 24 hours to respond to a text or, um, you know, not calling someone back immediately or saying, no, I'm not, you know, we're going to spend the holidays with ourselves this year, Mm. or, you know, there's things that you can do um, to kind of get yourself used to how the difficult reactions are going to be. But um, it's incredibly important that we know how we feel, that we treat ourselves well, that we expect other people to treat us well, and not get caught up in the guilt. You know, a lot, there's a lot of manipulation in families and yeah. enmeshment and codependency. And, and it's okay to take care of yourself. You know, there's, yeah, there's a lot of crazy stories
0: about <laughs> about
2: my crazy family. Um, but yeah, I'm you know.
0: sure I can relate. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, definitely a real issue for so many people, but I think yeah. uh, a lot of younger people are breaking the cycle and, yes. you know, I really see that, um, raising their families differently than how they were raised. And so I'm really seeing a lot of, um, a lot of growth in, in people. Yeah. That's
0: um, beyond your expertise from, uh going, you know, having a degree, I mean, I'm not sure you have a degree,
2: right? Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have certifications,
0: you know, all of that, but do you find, uh, that you also get a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom from spirit?
2: Oh, I mean, every reading I do, um, and it's, you know, there's counseling involved, like it all comes from my guides. It all comes from spirit. Okay. Okay, I mean, from my experience, I mean, you know, my personal experience or experience working with us, like it, it all meshes together, but yeah. um, The first voice I hear is from spirit and I go from there.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's something I I can relate to as well. What'd you say, Kim? Do
1: you experience? It through like for example Eden gets hers through automatic writing and she gets word for word from people and then I get mine more kind of like a into a intuitive, clear cognizant way how do you receive your messages
2: every single way possible <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> I see things in my head I see pictures I see scenes um I hear words in my head I have feelings in my body I smell things, um, I, you know, just the knowing of whatever, um, you know, the mediumship stuff. Um, since I've been doing this for so long, you know, I, it didn't start off that way, but the more open I was to just saying, all right, you know, let me, let me see this, you know, um, also through writing um, the way that I talk to my guides is through a written exercise where I write to them, they write back to me, you know, so, um, and through the artwork, through symbolism, mm-hmm. which is, which is really cool too. So yeah, all of it. Are you able to turn it off when you're having downtime? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I have to, and again, I think part of that was from, actually it started in my family because I had to create huge boundaries between me and, and other family members and put up defenses. And, um, and when I was really, really young, I picked up what felt like evil energy and so, you know, I shut things off for quite a while. And um, and that was actually good training because even now, you know, I see a limited number of people each week because it would be too much. And mm-hmm. I, I do definitely need my time, you know, to myself and to recharge and, um, you know, some of the, t- like I create the reports and paintings before I meet with people. So, you know, there's some of that um, time factor, but um, but yeah, I can, I can definitely, um, you know, feel when I'm—I've been a little bit too open and work on that. And um, but yeah, the boundaries are super important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I have had to learn to um, set those boundaries as well because it sometimes I have been in like at a party and I would suddenly not feel good, and I knew it was one particular person, and I just had to learn how to turn that off but yeah do you have do you get that um i have a lot of people who ask me why can't you just you know if you're suddenly pick up a message um why can't you tell me and i just i decide no i'm not i do it in a professional capacity and that's it is that how you
2: are absolutely i mean for me it's respecting their boundaries yeah Mm -hmm. because you know I don't read people unless I'm given permission and that's a, you know, again, another boundary, uh, respecting thing. So not that I don't pick up stuff, but I don't want to be in your business. I have enough stuff in my own head. I don't want to be in your head, you know? Um, so yeah, unless it's like a really good friend and I know like they've asked me about something or whatever, I'm fine with it. But, um, but yeah, no, I don't need to be on all the time. (laughs)
0: No, you just want to have your life. Exactly. Sure, yeah. So okay.
1: can you can you give a couple of ones for our audience, like like people are getting like a headache or, you know, stressed out and anxious or whatever. Can you give a couple of examples of, of how they could overcome that or what the root cause might be?
2: Um, so it's different for everybody. Um, but, and that's why, you know, the readings are so in depth. But one thing I would tell people is we often feel... Our emotions in through our symptoms before we are cognizant of those feelings. So I can do that. Like a lot of the time, I will get something going on in my gut, and I'll be like, okay, there's something you know going on here. So yeah. the first thing I would say is allow yourself to feel um both the physical symptom and the emotional symptoms. So be in your body. Connect with that if you get a headache or stomach ache or something, um, and you can't immediately relate it to, oh, I ate something that I know I shouldn't have, whatever. Uh, check in with how you are feeling. Mm. So ask yourself honestly, what's going on right now? You know, what am I feeling? Um, am I in the presence of people that I don't like? Um, you know, has this come up before? Um, is there a pattern here? You know, um, does it always happen when I'm at work or when I'm doing a certain task or whatever, see if you can figure out a pattern and then, um, then just be open to whatever you hear. A lot of why people are afraid of connecting to intuition or their bodies is because they're afraid that they're going to have to immediately make changes Mm -hmm. and immediately change, um, everything they're doing, and then their life is going to change. And that's really terrifying. So what I suggest is write down what you're feeling, you know, do a little bit of writing, just this is what I'm feeling, Um, check in, and then try to go deeper. So if you can label a feeling of anxiety, for example, then really ask yourself, what is this anxiety about? Is there something that i should be nervous about you know is this a warning um maybe you should be uneasy because of whatever the situation is and you shouldn't push it down mm-hmm. um you know maybe ask yourself if it belongs to you or if you're picking it up from the outside because that happens all the time too yeah um, you know and try to be honest with yourself about is this about the situation, or is this because I'm having some self-doubt, or I'm being hard on myself, or I'm feeling perfectionistic, and that's like try to go deeper and really you know, connect with it. Um, and also know that you don't have to do what your intuition says right at that moment. It's important to listen, but you may decide, you know what? That resonates, it's right, but I can't handle that right now, and I promise to check in maybe tomorrow but I'm just gonna listen for now and then figure out what I wanna do about it, so. So
0: you're acknowledging it, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah.
0: And then you don't have to really do anything, you just sit
2: in it. Sit in it and then also try to maybe dialogue with it. Maybe be, you know, this is how I feel. Um, Why am I uncomfortable Mm -hmm. now? Um, You know, but just kind of allow yourself to be an individual and then also explore physically, um, you know, what kinds of things have been going on in terms of a headache or a stomach ache, you know, did I just eat something or, um, or at, could there be mold in this room, you know, or could there mm-hmm. be mold where I work um, or any number of things, you know, is somebody have perfume on and, and it's aggravating me or, you know, so kind of look at every single aspect um yeah. going on.
0: So that would be such a great tool. And that um is as opposed to quickly going and taking a pain pill or um yeah, taking something to stop the feeling.
2: Absolutely. Okay. That's, yeah, because our, our tendency is, oh, like quick fix, you know, but you don't really yeah. figure out what the problem is or if there's a pattern of behavior or something, you know, it's just sort of oh, okay, I'm gonna, you know, pretend this isn't there push it down. Right. So that's more repression. It is. It's, and then it gets more powerful. You know, that's what, um, that's what Carl Jung talked about is more, we push down, the more we put into our shadow, the more we're ashamed of something or fearful of it, it, then it becomes so powerful and we feel like it's taken over instead Mm -hmm. of just being a part of things and um, maybe a messenger. So,
0: a lot of times people will say, and I'm one of them in my past, I would do this is why is it not getting better? Why is it getting worse? Why does it keep happening? Because
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we
0: haven't hit the root cause.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And there's, you know, I mean, to be honest, there's so much medical gaslighting out there mm. you know, you, to, especially traditional practitioners or even, even non, and they, They don't know what's going on or they don't spend very much time or they write a prescription or they send you to somebody else and there's you know i think one of my posts was every doctor should be um integrative and functional it shouldn't be an anomaly you know that shouldn't be a separate subtype and Mm -hmm. um, but there's so many people who don't get the help they need and then they are made to feel like there's something wrong with them mentally or whatever and you know they end up with me and we figure it out but mm-hmm. um but it's you know it's exhausting and it's defeating and that creates a lot of health anxiety yeah vicious right.
0: cycle yeah yeah
2: okay well hopefully
0: people are hearing about this now and spread we'll spread the word about you because yeah yeah you yeah, are you're- <laughs> yeah and, and you work with animals. So can you just cover that for um, yeah. just let us know a little bit more about that?
2: Animals are a blast. Um, I like doing animal readings a lot. Mm-hmm. And people will, again, send me, you know, a name and age of their, their animal. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I often create a soul painting for that animal to help me get into their body and their mind and their spirit and help me tune into them and they're super fun because animal readings are kind of like a two for one because the animals tell me about themselves and their background and things that are going on with them but they're so connected to their human and they want you you know they're there for the service of the human
0: yeah
2: so they're so much like them they pick up symptoms and things that the human is having um they tell you things about the human because they want their human to be better um (laughs) in a good shape so it really um becomes a reading for you know the the animal and the person um, <laughs> but it's see that fascinating I mean especially like horses are especially interesting because they're so complex and they um I swear all animals had to be human at one point and actually I think the reincarnation process you know I really believe is like animal and human and maybe even plant um yeah but, you know it's it's really, it's really fun. And it allows, sometimes people are terrified to get a reading for themselves because they're afraid I'm going to say something scary, you know, yeah. or they have to change something or whatever, but when they get it for their animal, um, it's not as scary and I'm, I'm able to help them as well in kind of a, a less threatening way, less scary way. Oh yeah. That's, it just softens the blow a
0: little bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Your dog said- yeah
0: right (laughs) I have used that before not the animal thing but I've said like if I'm afraid to tell someone something on a personal level I'll say oh well I just got a message from your guides that (laughs) yeah Yeah, kind of a game but. (laughs) (laughs) and you reminded me of another question I have when you said that people are afraid to Get a reading from you do you are you psychic do you tell the future or is it just in the present or or the past
2: it's a little bit of everything okay it's everything um my readings are very positive um I am very I will always honestly tell them what's going on um but they're very positive and empowering and I really try to help people feel relaxed and they can ask questions during the whole process and you know i i care very much about them and what i'm doing and i really honor the fact that they have trusted me um with all of this information and with their money with their hard earned money you know mm. um so i i really try and um make it relaxed and um you know and help them feel like they're a part of this process and I never want anyone to substitute my intuition for theirs. Mm-hmm. So, as accurate as my guides always crazily are, um, I always ask people, "Does this resonate with you? You know, yeah. don't just don't just nod or whatever. You know, is this resonating with you? How do you feel about this? and And where might you want to go with this information?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Perfect.
1: Do you get? Do you ever? like warnings or like someone's going to die or a loved one needs to do this because of this, like anything like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have to, you know, again, be be careful with that stuff Um, because um you don't want to scare people. And, you know, people have said, do you ever feel like somebody has cancer or a really serious illness or something mm-hmm. like that? You know? And, um, And again, I don't want to be scary, and I can't diagnose, but I have said things like if it were me, you know, I would, I would get this checked out sooner rather than later, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, don't want you to be scared. Um, but, um, so yeah, it doesn't scaring someone unless there's a good good reason, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you really have to get out of that relationship because I really feel like it's going to get worse and that something really bad is going to happen to you if you stay in it, you know, things like that. Um, I will, I will talk about, but, um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm very respectful and careful about where, you know, where people are at. And, um, and, uh, yeah, like there's some people who do what I do. And I've, I've heard this from clients who've said, you know, this psychic told me I was sexually abused. And I'm like, first of all, they have no business talking about that with you and they you know especially if you don't even doesn't even resonate with you you know um it, you, you may have the hell knows but it's like that gets into a whole different territory of things and to especially someone who's not trained um mm-hmm. you know it's it's like you may open up a can of worms to that people for those people and that's terrifying and take them down this whole fear thing and they may start accusing people and they it, like it just could just could be a big problem so you know um that's happened
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah sometimes hard to avoid mm-hmm. yeah okay <laughs> um well can you tell us a little bit about how people can find you how do they make us
2: uh, an appointment with you for how sure. they get how do they get your book yes so um the easiest way to get in touch with me is through my website, um, and it's Katiebeecher.com okay. and, and through there, you can make an appointment for a reading. Um, you can email me. There's tons of press things and other podcasts I've been on and articles and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's also a link to purchase my book there, but you can get it on you know Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, you can have your local bookstore order it for you. Um, it's available in audio and hardcover and paperback. Um, there's a lot of visual stuff in it. So I often will recommend that people get the book book so that they can see the things. And it's designed to be a reference book to refer back to kind of whenever you need it. So a lot of people actually get the audio and the the written form, because um, audio is a pretty cool way to listen. But um, yeah, and then my Instagram and Facebook and all those cool places
0: okay well thank you for being here and and thank you for doing what you do to help people
2: yeah yeah thank you very much i appreciate that yeah Yeah.
1: and you're brave because i know a lot of people have a gift like that and don't use it because they're afraid of it and so you know also knowing that you're very brave to be out there you know changing lives
2: and we get to a certain age and you're like screw it (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah so but it took a while it, it, it did
1: yeah thanks for kicking off 2023 with us and our and our audience
2: thank you so much
0: thanks for being here talk thanks. to you later and bye everyone thanks for listening
1: <laughs> thanks for listening happy new
0: year happy new year <laughs> Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com and follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.